You're listening to the Create Yourself Podcast, episode number nine. You guys, I got this awesome opportunity to talk with Pradeepa. She is an International Coaching Federation certified professional coach and a certified professional co-active coach with over eight years of coaching experience. Her long, lonely, and painful struggles for 12 years with infertility included three miscarriages, three IUI failures, and eight back-to-back IVF failures before Pritapa was diagnosed with an unexplained infertility. She then made it her life's purpose to coach women, men, and couples going through infertility struggles. Her mission is to help your infertility journey suck less. She strongly believes couples, men, and women who feel empowered with fertility coaching have a more positive experience. Pritapa is not just talking the talk about infertility. She has walked the walk for a very long time and found her light at the end of the tunnel. She is looking forward to helping you discover your possibilities. Find more about her at www.pritapafertilitycoach.com. Before we get started, I wanted to say thank you so much for being amazing by leaving reviews, being a member, and sharing this show with others. And don't forget to join in our Facebook group and give yourself a little introduction so I can give a shout out to you. Let's get to it. Hello, gorgeous. I'm so excited to chat with you today. You're listening to the Create Yourself podcast. I believe that life isn't about finding yourself, but creating yourself. I'm your host, Sarah Fegley, and I'm here to help you create your life through positivity, self-confidence, and self-care. Keep listening for all of the best tips and tricks to get you through this crazy thing called life and make a few friends along the way. Hate commercials? Want exclusive content? Wish you could be the first to listen? Head over to patreon.com slash sarahfigley for all of that and more. You'll be glad you did. That's patreon.com slash sarahfigley. So hello and welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Can you just go ahead and give everybody a little bit of a background about who you are and how you came to do what you do? Yes. Hi, Sarah. Uh, Thank you so much for the opportunity today. Hi, everybody. My name is Pradeepa. I'm a fertility coach and I'll just start with my mission. My mission is to help your infertility journey suck less. Um, I've personally gone through very long and painful struggles with infertility, almost 12 years of uh, being in the dark period with uh, lots of uh, downs, actually, not so much ups, lots of downs. And uh, somehow I was able to come out of it on my own. Um, You know, I don't even know how I did it, but somehow I did it. But now looking back, uh, boy, those 12 years were really, really uh, painful for me. And I've made some bad decisions, bad choices, um, how I interacted with my family, my friends, uh, how my relationship struggled uh, with my husband, um, how I showed up at work. Um, So 
I learned a lot now just looking back and reflecting on that. And this is such a sensitive subject. Infertility is such a sensitive subject and an uncommon subject that's not typically talked about. And I wanted to break that. And that's why I am looking to talk to you about my struggles, but I've also wanted to talk to you about what I have done and how I have gotten out and how what I'm doing today to help other people going through fertility challenges. That's awesome. So I know that, I mean, how, how did you even... Do you even know how you even got through that whole journey alone? And did you did you even have support as far as from your family at all? Yeah. Um, so we kind of, you know, <clears throat> my journey, like I said, Sarah, was almost 12 years. And I got when I got pregnant for the first time, we announced it um, to the immediate family and some friends but I ended up miscarrying that pregnancy. And that was um, something that was, I was, that, that came out of nowhere for me. I was totally blindsided by that miscarriage. It put me down so hard. Um, The grief was so unbearable for me. I just couldn't come out of it easily. Even though people around me were just telling my family and friends, it's going to be okay. You know, you'll get pregnant soon and things like that. Somehow, you know, those words really didn't console me because uh, there was some deeper grief that I was experiencing. And uh, I felt like people couldn't, people are not relating to what I'm actually going through. And they are just, you know, offering an outside support, which was truly not supporting me. And, um, and somehow, you know, like it took a while for me to come out of that grief. And then I did come out of it. But after that, um, you know, I did get pregnant two more times, but only ended up miscarrying it because of my first time kind of horrific experience where we announced it and it didn't happen and I was feeling ashamed of that. Um, We never talked about any of those to anybody. We kind of kept it to ourselves. Um, But even after miscarrying and after I started with my fertility treatments, only my, my, my parents and my husband's mom and just our siblings knew about it. And that's pretty much it. We kind of kept it really hush-hush just because um, I was kind of scared of my, you know, I, I was just coming out from three miscarriages and I was kind of really scared and very skeptical about, um, you know, the successes and how I'm going to deal with it if it's not successful. And I just didn't want it to go about telling everybody. Um but whoever knew about it, they kind of, you know, again, you know, these are people who my, my parents and my mom-in-law, they never in, experienced infertility. So for them, they cannot like truly understand what's going on with me, especially when I was in the middle of my journey. 12 years is a really long time to be in. And when I was in the middle, I mean, they, they kind of, I kind of tell them about some of the treatments and, you know, like when I'm going for doctor's appointment. And they, they, some, many times they end up, you know, sympathizing with me, sympathizing, oh my God, I'm so sorry, it didn't work out. Um, and that's pretty much, that's the support that they were able to give. Um, and they couldn't tell me any other way. They just said like, maybe it's, maybe next time, like we'll hope for 
the best thing, right? I mean, that's all that's all the support they were able to offer. Um, I did go to support groups, like in-person support groups. And um, honestly, they were most of them felt like pity parties to me. Um, you know, you go around the table and talk about your struggles, like Alcoholic Anonymous group, like I've seen in TV, like my name is Pradeepa, this, I have infertility, this is my journey. And at the end of uh, the meeting, I still felt pathetic. I still felt down. I still felt angry. I still felt frustrated. Um, you know, I felt scared. Um, you know, all those emotions stayed with me and nothing was better. I mean, like everybody else has the same problem, but I couldn't really, okay, I have a problem. You have a problem, right? You know, we both have problem. And that's how I, I felt personally at the end of those meetings I did see a therapist for a little bit. Um, my attitude towards my therapist was, you have no idea what I'm going through. She hasn't experienced infertility, nor gone through the treatments and the extent of the treatments that I was going through. So I really couldn't connect with this person. And uh, it was pretty sour for me. I mean, wonderful person, but I was sour because my attitude was, okay, you have no idea what I'm going through. Uh, so that really didn't work well for me. Um, at that time, um, Sarah, I wasn't really, I wasn't, I didn't know about what I was looking for, but I was not looking for the support that I got from the support group, nor the therapy that I got from my therapist. Those were not the things. I was stuck. I had so many failures. I'm just going to throw some statistics about my failures. Three miscarriages, three IUI failures, which is intrauterine insemination. These are fertility treatments. And then the golden standard for um, fertility treatments, which is IVF, in vitro fertilization. I had eight IVF failures, back to back to back to back to back failures, including donor cycles. That means at some point, my doctor suggested like, okay, we are not going to use your eggs anymore. We are going to look for somebody else's egg and let's find somebody else and those didn't work either first time i got pregnant with twins but i ended up missing uh, miscarrying them again and then two more times the treatments never worked for me so i never uh, you know none of them succeeded for me so i was totally stuck the days in the calendars were moving on but i felt like i was not moving in my life i really didn't know what to do I was uh, was feeling pathetic. I was my my path forward seemed extremely foggy and extremely unclear. It's as if I was wearing a Vaseline smeared glasses, and no matter how hard I tried to clear the Vaseline, I just couldn't clear it off. And that's how my road ahead, my life road ahead, was looking like. So it was a pretty pathetic state to be in because I was also feeling extremely shameful. None of these things are working for me. It was really hard for me to talk about this to anybody, to my family or my friends or my colleagues. Nobody knew about the struggles that I was going through. I was jealous when people around me and people who got married after me were, you know, announcing their pregnancies and celebrating their baby showers and birthday parties, not a mean kind of jealousy, but, you know, like, why not me? Why them, right? What did I do wrong? 
um, the big question mark was always hanging around on my head. So it was a pretty pathetic time in my life, Sarah. Man, I can only imagine what it was like, because I mean, I was fortunate enough to not have to experience that, but 12 years is a really, really long time to be going through something like that in your life. And I mean, I can only like, I know that that would affect your self-confidence and really what it seems like what you wanted out of somebody to help you was somebody who had already been through it to kind of guide you through everything. And that's exactly what you're providing for women now, right? Exactly. Um, I work with men, women, and couples because oftentimes infertility is being uh, looked at and being, uh, you know, like related to just women's problem. But men are in it equally as well. Um, the American Society of Reproductive Medicine, the statistics say 33% of the factors involves male factor, 33% involves women, female factor, and the rest of the 33% is a combined factor are unexplained. We don't know what's wrong with either one of the partners, but together, for some reason, they are not able to reproduce a child. Um, so men are in it equally as well. But oftentimes, that's another reason why I started working with men as well, Sarah, because people oftentimes, when they talk about infertility, they think that it's a women's problem. No, not at all. And unfortunately, we don't offer a lot of support for men going through this, either if they have a problem on their own with the reproductive side or, you know, as a couple, they're struggling through this and they're trying to support their spouse uh, or together they have some challenges. Men, we don't offer, unfortunately, enough support in the society for men and they don't have a place to go and talk about how they are feeling about this, how this is affecting their life, their career, uh, their relationship. Nobody talks about it. And that's why, you know, I actually started working with men as well. And along with women and men, I started working, concentrating a lot more on couples last year because infertility takes a big toll on marital relationships or relationships in general. Um, you know, it's, it's both, both, it is something that both parties are sharing equally. And because of the stress, financial stress, physical stress, mental stress, emotional stress, spiritual stress, it puts on the couple. And we are not taught in school or anywhere typically how to go about dealing with such sensitive subject and how it affects us. We don't know how to go about these things and we are not taught. So what we do is we typically ignore the problem or, you know, like really go about shouting at each other or stonewalling each other or avoiding each other, right? And we make all sorts of communication mistakes with regards to this. And that's why I, I working with couples, to me, infertility should never be a cause for a relationship to end. 
And unfortunately, I'm doing a side research. There's a lot of couples who are either separating or ending up divorcing each other, not because of their ability or inability to have a child, because of their inability to take care of the relationship issues that crop that comes up pretty quickly when they are going through such tough times in their life with fertility struggles. Wow, that is just crazy how it it literally affects your entire life. And I mean, people, as you're going through it, you probably don't even realize that that's actually the root problem of all of your struggles that you're going through. So that's awesome that you're able to help everyone through this whole process and especially strengthen instead of making it uh incident that breaks a couple that it makes them stronger and I think that's just that's amazing absolutely thank you yeah so um I guess how did this affect your self-confidence and what did your self-confidence journey end up looking like coming out of it yeah that's a great question like when you go through something like this um, let me let me give you an analogy. This is how my 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 life looked like. Um, every time when I went on a treatment, and I go with I'm a pretty optimistic person in general, and you know with the miscarriages and with the hope of uh, you know fertility specialist uh, who actually specializes in helping you get pregnant, I started become actually very hopeful that these doctors would be able to help me um, get pregnant and have a child. And I go to the treatments with absolute discipline, absolute positivity and optimism. And every time when the treatment failed, it's like as if I am climbing the stairs for the 30th floor and only to find out if the treatment didn't work, just falling face flat from the 30th floor's window and broken into pieces. And I have to pick up my pieces, stick it back together and do the walking to the 30th floor all over again. And that's how it felt like every time Sarah, so back to back to back, going up and falling down, broken pieces, sticking it together, going up and falling down. It was exhausting, Sarah. It was exhausting physically. There's, there's so much medications and so much injections and so much hormonals. Those are involved in these treatments. I was exhausted physically. I was exhausted emotionally because you know you take this optimism up, and then only when it falls down, I it it's it was like extremely paining. It's extremely painful, um, you know where you won't you don't know how to go about your next day with this um you know you're you're it's financially also straining because it, these treatments are not cheap they're extremely expensive um that's there is that and then you know like there is all these emotions that show up for you there is i mean i was scared i was so fearful like because everything is failing for me okay what's where am i going with this right i was so frustrated i was so annoyed i was so angry i was so jealous i was so ashamed you know there's all these different emotions that i was so unhappy um 
you know, all these emotions that pops up for you. And I really didn't know how to handle them in a healthy fashion. You know what my go-to mechanism was? I used to be, I used to sit in front of TV, in front of Netflix, wanting to feel numb. I just don't want to think about my, my journey, my failures, what am I going to do next? To avoid thinking about that, I used to just sit and watch and watch and watch hours of Netflix. I used to even joke around to people like, no, maybe Netflix saw how I was viewing their, you know, like uh, series and sitcoms and movies. Maybe the word binge watching came from they were observing me on how much TV I was watching. And that's how I was trying to um, ignore my pain. Pain. I was trying to feel numb um, because it scared me. It's really, really, it is such a scary time in my life because we were exhausting all the options that we were having yet with no result. And it that's where it shakes your courage. It shakes your strength. It shakes everything of who you are as a person. My 12 years with infertility, Sarah, tested me who I am as a person. And I made so many mistakes. I made things that are I'm not proud of uh, right now, just looking back at it. And after the eighth failure, I didn't, I mean, I lost all the confidence actually. After the eighth failure, my husband even suggested let's go for one more round because with you, you know, to have certain age, when when you're passing the age, then that means the chances of conceiving, even with the with the medical support goes down drastically Uh, but somehow I at that time after the eighth failure I put my foot down and say no I don't want to do it one more treatment I I, we want I wanted to stop and he respected that decision and uh, from there we both decided to move on to adoption and that's the path that we both chose so after the eighth failure we started our adoption paperwork but it took me three years Sarah to really get over the fact because I felt like a sore loser. Like I I lost it. I lost my my fight with infertility. There is no, I mean, I gave it all. I I gave myself everything into this. This is, there's so much discipline. There's so much um, time. There's so much commitment. I, I lost 12 years of my life and I kind of felt like I was a sore loser with infertility. Even after doing the paperwork, we can start starting the paperwork with uh, with um, adoption. It took me three years, Sarah, three years to really get over this feeling of failure and feeling of being a victim to infertility. It actually happened in Chicago. I mean, like weirdly, it was you know I was attending a session, and uh, the speaker was talking about concept called passionate listening listen with the only passion that you feel about wanting to be heard listening with the same passion that you feel about wanting to be heard that's the passionate listening somehow i don't know why out of nowhere it's a technology technical conference but it reminded me of my infertility struggles and at that time i was wondering why that why that talk and why that concept resonated with me so much, then I realized 
it has everything to do with my fertility struggles i was i was looking for somebody who can listen to me who can offer me that space who can provide me that safety so that i can be myself i can explore my feelings i can feel ashamed i can feel scared i can feel like a disappointment in front of them without you know feeling ashamed about all those feelings you know then i realized you know what that's the day i realized oh my god until now i am feeling like a victim to infertility and infertility is, has been owning me for a good portion of my marital life and suddenly kind of like a jolt came into my body and i realized oh my god i hate this feeling i don't want it to be a victim to infertility and that's the night in chicago i actually realized i don't want it to be a victim and i wanted to start owning infertility infertility is not going to own me and that's that was the big that's a big day for me in my life sarah where i truly got over this and truly truly moved on i love the fact that um hey you yeah you with the side hustle the nine to five kids a to-do list that's a mile long and i bet you barely have time to go to a salon or paint your own nails without smudges Maybe you've even given up on trying to have nice looking nails. Well, guess what? I figured out the secret. 100% nail polish strips that are free of formaldehydes, DBP, camophore, xylene, and more. Wait, no, it's not a vinyl wrap that requires heat, tools, and a bit of skill. These are just a base coat, color coat, and top coat all in one. And they go on just like a sticker without any tools or heat. Want even more details? Head over to sarahfegley.com slash myfavoritenailpolish for more. You are using the, I mean, I the what you had just said about not being a victim anymore and you're going to be in control of your life not the other way around and i really i love that that applies to even this because when anybody goes through any sort of big life change or medical problem like people fighting cancer or even just losing a loved one and falling into depression that that is kind of the change that in their mindset that makes them realize like, oh, I can actually be in control of my life. And that's when their self-confidence really starts coming back to them. And I think that that's great that that also helps in this case. Absolutely. That was a big turning point in my life. And that's when I realized I I am not going to be afraid of, of my infertility. But until like, Two years, three years ago, that's when I started opening up about, you know, in, in a in a conference actually, I did a talk on passionate listening, um, because that topic so inspired me and changed me as a person. Actually, at, after that conference, I thought to myself, you know what, I'm not going to sit here and complain that there is nobody there to listen to me, because that's how I was feeling about my infertility without me telling that i am going to be a better listener i am in fact going to be a passionate listener moving forward 
And ever since that day of the conference, I started practicing passionate listening to to an extent I'm actually very proud to tell you today, I am extremely a passionate listener. There are so many people um, that, you know, like that, that have, who have appreciated me for just sitting and offering them the space and just truly, truly listening to them. Not only the things that are said, but are the things that are not being said. So that really led me to where I am today, Sarah. I wanted to offer that space because when I felt like I needed that, I really didn't know what to ask for. But once I realized, oh my God, this is what I was looking for. And that's exactly what I'm providing other people. I am providing people a safe space to explore, to be themselves, to talk it out loud, and to talk to somebody who has been there. I'm not just talking the talk, Sarah. I have walked the walk for 12 years straight, and I have fallen so many times, yet I was able to pick myself back up, and I was able to see the light at the end of the tunnel. So that's what I'm offering others. Don't struggle in silent silence like I did. It was, it was really hard. It was frustrating. It was pathetic. And work with people like me who had been there. It makes a whole lot of difference. And infertility journey is going to suck to some degree with all the treatments and medications. But my mission is to help your journey suck less. I love everything about this that you this company that you've started it's that's it's just beautiful um how how did um your this passionate listening how did all of this and this whole experience as a whole just strengthen not only your marriage but your friendships and your family that went went through it with you how did that strengthen all of those relationships Absolutely. Um, one of the things when I when I found my strength back that day in Chicago, I started feeling like a different person. I started showing up differently. When I started, um, you know, talking about my fertility struggles, the more I started talking about it, the more I stepped onto it the more powerful I felt. I actually wrote two years ago, I actually wrote a blog article, how I claimed, I claiming my niche as an infertility coach. That's the first ever time I'm actually talking about my struggles with infertility. And I wrote this blog post and I published it to LinkedIn. At that time I had about 3000 connections and doing that, and sharing it with 3,000. These are all my professional network. These are all the people that I worked with. These are not family and friends. So it was such a, it's a scary thing to do, yet I did it. And I really didn't know how that's going to go. I, I have no idea. I published it and then I bit my tongue and like, oh my God, what did I just do? And only to see, there was so many people who reached out to me privately and talked about Pradeepa, thank you so much for doing what you are doing. I wish I knew you nine years ago 
when I was going through my my struggles with infertility. Pradeepa, thank you so much for stepping into this and you know claiming your niche. It's so hard for me to see my sister struggling through infertility every day. It really breaks my heart. This is from a gentleman um, like that. Hey, Pradeepa, thank you so much for doing this because my parents talked about their struggles with infertility and I've been adopted and uh, I wish, you know, like people like you, there are more people like you to help people like my parents because I mean, I'm, I'm so grateful to have them as my parents, but their life during infertility was such a terrible time from what I'm, what I'm hearing from their story. So there are so many personal stories and personal messages to me that were pouring in, Sarah. And then and there, I knew it. It's not about me anymore. I have to tell my story because it's about the other people that I'm set to serve in this world. My infertility gave me my life purpose then I realized that that question mark that I was hanging out with is gone. I know why I have to go through this because I am sent to this world to serve other people's going through infertility so that their life sucks less. That's great. So when you end up working with these people that you were talking about, um, what is what is kind of the overview of what you do for your different coaching sessions? And um, you have also like a couple retreats sort of thing that you do. What is the overview of all of those that you cover? Yeah. First thing that I do is when somebody reaches out to me, I really wanted to get to know them as a person. Um, so I typically have, without even starting the coaching relationship, I actually coach them. I tell them my story. And I ask them for, you know, like where they are and how, where they are coming from. Typically, right, I wanted to get to know them as a person. It doesn't matter whether we click or whether we wanted to, whether we are going to continue with the coaching relationship. To me, the passionate listening comes first, Sarah. I passionately listen to them like they that like nobody ever in their life has listened to. And I... I empathize. I understand where they are coming from because I have gone through so much in my life. It may not be the same, but I can truly, truly empathize. And I actually coached them a couple of times. And I really wanted to see, this is basically you asked me, I don't go with any agenda in my mind. When my client or my potential client comes and talks to me, it's about whatever they wanted to bring it to the table whatever their agenda is that's what is i don't have like a i don't have like a blueprint like oh today we are going to talk about this tomorrow next week we are going to i don't it's all about them what they want they bring their agenda and that's what i will be coaching them on um because for me they are most they are the most important part in that relationship i coach them the whole self and the other thing that I as a coach diligently follow is I don't think anybody is broken. They don't need, they are not a broken person. They are a whole person. They are a creative person. They are a resourceful person and they have all the wealth and the knowledge and the creativity in themselves. I just help them explore and find it, find their own brilliance so that they can still shine like this amazing diamond amidst of the 
infertility cloud on top of their life. And once we talk for a couple of times, if it's a click and if, if we both are excited about this partnership, then I actually um, talk to them about the different options that they can work with me. Um, there are a few ways that they can work with me. Of course, the one-on-one -on -one coaching, I at least ask for a few months of commitment, like four to six months is a minimum. Um, or, you know, like uh, there, is a, there is another way that people can utilize my services. I have an online course. If people are interested in doing that, there is that that's an option. I also offer like small group retreats, that, like for three to five women at a time. Um, so that's an option. Or, you know, if there is if there are couples, then I also offer a couples coaching and the private couples retreat. So there are a bunch of things that I offer. These are just for the patients. I also partner up with clinics and doctors. So these are a couple of things I offer, you know, in partnership with the clinics and doctors. I offer them, uh, their patients exclusively, the hands-on half-a-day workshop. I also offer uh, a whole day of, um, you know, my coaching services just to their patients so that people can sign up at their clinic and they can come and, um, you know, I offer them coaching. It's of no cost to the clinic and no cost to the, um, no cost to the people who are coming in. It's just a way for people to experience coaching. That's great. The plethora of ways that you are able to help individuals and couples are, it's really so they can just pick what they're most comfortable with and you're able to help them. And that is fantastic. So I'm not sure if we touched on the fact that you are in Texas, correct? Yes, ma'am. Yep, okay. I'm so as far as the in-person anything, you are available in Texas. Uh, oh, this is something. Okay. So let me clarify that as far as the coaching goes, um, majority of my clients are across the country and some are even, um, you know, outside the continent. Um, as long as people can speak English and have a decent phone or internet connection, I can coach people anywhere in the world. As far as the uh, retreats go, right now I'm offering the retreats, um, is the small women's group retreat, as well as the private uh, coach uh, couples retreat. They both are right now offered um, in Hill Country, Texas, which is very near to Austin, Texas. And that's where people have to travel to. Even I have to travel to. I, I'm not living in Austin. I live in Dallas area. Um, and as far as the uh, clinics, I am partnering up with few clinics already, and it doesn't matter where they are located. Right now, at least I am offering to travel to the clinic's location, no matter where they are in the world, to offer the workshop. That's great. So you actually do are willing to pair up with cl fertility clinics themselves anywhere that you're able to get to then. So people can reach out to their fertility clinics, even saying, hey, I found this opportunity and I think I would have loved this when I went through it. Can you guys offer this for future clients? Absolutely. Absolutely. All they have to do is just uh, the clinics or doctors or patients or, you know, my, my client, future clients, they can reach out to me from my website. All the information that I've just told you are all in my website. Cool. So we can just let everybody know those places to find you now. And then um, I'll have um, one more question for you. 
Absolutely. So all my information is in my website, which is pradeepafertilitycoach.com. It's P-R-A-D-E-E-P-A, Fertility Coach, all one word, dot com. Um, and I also wanted to share about this online support group that I'm um, running. This, like when, when I was going through my challenges, one of the big challenges that I faced was the support groups. There were a plethora of support groups that were available, but they were majority of them were, were like, you know, they're bringing me down. There is so much negativity and so much sadness around it. So I actually started a support group. It's pretty new for, since last year, spring of last year. It's called Not Your Typical Fertility Support Group. And my pure motivation is to really encourage people to provide a place where there is positivity amongst, amidst your challenges with fertility struggles. So this is a place that anybody can join this, men, women, doesn't matter. Anybody can join this. Um, you know, it's, it's a place for you to be yourself. It's a place for you to get inspired. It's a place for you to get a little bit more of a positive boost um, when you're especially going through such a hard time with infertility. That's great. So what is that website or is the link on your website? Um, the link is, it, I'll, I'll share that with you. It's not on my website yet. Maybe you can share it in the show notes as well. But the actual name of the group, which people can easily search in Facebook and find it, it's not your typical fertility support group. Not your typical fertility support group. Awesome. So I will have all of those links in the show notes for you guys to just click on so you don't have to worry about typing or messing up the the URL, but I'll have those in the show notes for you guys. And then Pradeepa, what is your favorite thing about what you do? It's it's the deep connection, Sarah. No matter whoever I talk to, if it's for one time, or, you know, a couple of times, or if it's like my, one of my client, I've been talking to her for a little over a year right now. It's that deep connection that I have with this person and offering them that space where they can be themselves. It doesn't matter how they show up. It doesn't matter what kind of emotion that they bring to that table. I see them as this whole beautiful person creative person and a resourceful person and that connection that I have with them. That's the amazing thing about what I do, Sarah. That's uh, everything about this interview has been beautiful. And I want to say thank you so much for being here to help all of those women that are listening that struggle with this and don't fully realize that they don't have to be alone in this journey, because I think that that is a big thing that most people think, oh, this isn't common. Oh, I have to go through this alone. I need to close myself off and kind of like walls themselves into a life of just loneliness. And it doesn't have to be that way. One in eight couples are going through infertility. That means, you know, if you're in a room full of people with eight other people, the chances are there is one of them who's actively going through infertility if they are in the right age. Yeah, that's, it's crazy. 
And so I want to thank you so much for being here. And if you guys want to reach out to Pradeepa anytime, um, the links are in the show notes. And you can also ask some questions in that Facebook group that we have as well if you need to just get any more information. But thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much, Sarah. I'm extremely grateful for the opportunity today. Wow, you guys. I don't know about you, but I find everything about Pritipa inspirational. I mean, 12 years is a long time to actively go through a hardship like that. And now that she's using that to help people just like you, it is just so beautiful. I learned so much from our conversation, even though I have never personally experienced this, but I look forward to using these tools to be the best friend I can possibly be for those who are struggling with it. I hope this episode helped you to realize that an infertility journey doesn't need to be lonely, break your relationships, or define you as a person. You are so much more, and this journey can make you and your relationships stronger. Pritapa is even offering a special discount for her online course just for Create Yourself listeners. On her website, use the code SUCKLESS, that's all capital S-U-C-K-L-E-S-S, for $50 off. Until next time. What were some of your favorite tips? Head over to the Create Yourself community and let everyone know so you can get connected with others who are also just starting while getting advice from those who have been there, done that. For show notes and more, head over to www.sarahfegley.com. If there's someone you know who could benefit from this, invite them to join in. The more the merrier. Talk to you soon.